BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. We do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today. It's a News Roundup Friday. Our thanks to Sandy for putting things together here for us and and, uh, gathering the stories and uh, pulling out some of the significant uh, news items from these stories. So thank you, Sandy, for that. We've got Karen on the phones today and uh, Justin in the control room. Thanks to all that make Crosstalk possible. And uh, friends, we thank you for joining us for the broadcast today. My mind, just before coming in the studio here, went to the uh, book of Second Timothy and chapter 3 and verse 13, which says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Indeed, friends, we're seeing that take place today. Evil men, seducers, are waxing worse and worse. The deception is great, but what is the response to all of this? You find that in the next verse. But continue thou, continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. From a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Then it reminds us that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness. Tells us what is right, what is not right, how to get right and how to stay right. And friends, we need to be in the Word of God in such a time as this, recognizing the evil is building around us, and uh, certainly we need to continue in the things of the Word of God. With that, we go into our roundup today with a very heartbreaking story from foxnews.com. A 53-year-old Israeli taxi driver kidnapped by Hamas October 7th has been murdered. Uh, The uh, Bat Yam uh, municipality announced Friday in a statement obtained by Fox News the Israeli city where uh, Aitan Levi once lived said they were informed by the military last night of his death. His body is still held by Hamas in Gaza. And uh, the uh, response here saying we hug the family and uh, continue to accompany them all the way. But a hostage murdered by Hamas. From worthy news and what the Israeli Defense Forces says is an additional proof that the Hamas terror group uses its own Palestinian civilians as human shields. IDF soldiers on Tuesday recovered one of Hamas's largest stockpiles of weapons they found so far in Gaza. Between a clinic and a school close at the center of a residential neighborhood, weapons seized, according to the IDF, include the stockpile, uh, hundreds of rockets, RPG launchers, long-range rockets, UAVs, ready-to-use explosives devices, unmanned aerial vehicles, dozens of anti-tank missiles, dozens of explosive charges, uh, uh, also long-range rockets aimed at the center of the country within the, with the ability to reach the heavily populated Sharon region and dozens of grenades. And then there are complaints when civilians are getting killed. Friends, this is, the, this is the goal of Hamas. It is the goal of Hamas. Their citizens, Palestinian people, are nothing more than human shields to them. And yet they will blame Israel for any death that happens as a result. PJ Media reporting a compromised $900 billion defense bill does not contain any restrictions on paying for military members' travel to get an abortion, nor does the bill block coverage of transition surgeries for transgenders and hormone treatments, reports the PJ Media. The bill also extends controversial Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, that's FISA, for four months, and uh, troubling indeed, and it appears Tommy uh, Tuberville's crusade to put a hold on all military promotions until the Pentagon altered its policy on paying for abortion travel Well, that is now off the charts. The bill had, uh, this bill here does have a good chance of passing, but really, do we really need money in the military for killing unborn babies? Haven't we seen enough from Hamas, what they have done? Do we really need money in there for body mutilating surgeries? Well, friends, also there's an about-face going on in Israel right now as it relates to uh, citizens keeping and bearing arms. The Israeli security minister, Itamar Ben-Giver, says his ministry is now approving up to 3,000 gun license applications a day. 
The Times of Israel quoted Ben Giver saying, When the war started, we knew that we were right when we said that every place that has a weapon can save a life. He went on to say, My policy within the office was to permit as many people as possible to get a weapon, and in a short period of time, we were giving up to 3,000 approvals a day. He indicated over 260,000 gun license applications have been approved since October 7th of 2023. And with a population of just over 9.3 million people, that is no small amount. From Newsmax.com, the Biden administration considering getting behind new restrictions on who can seek asylum and an expanded deportation process to secure new aid for Ukraine and and, uh, also Israel in the supplemental funding bill. Uh, Republicans have refused to approve more Ukraine funding without additional measures to reduce the record number of migrants attempting to cross the U.S. border illegally. And uh, speaking of this issue, kind of interesting because a young male African migrant expressed his gratitude to President Joe Biden for the opportunity for a better life in the United States of America. Very interesting clip right here. Nope, we just lost that clip. We'll try and get it back here for you. But uh, it's troubling to see illegal immigrants that are actually thanking uh, Joe Biden for their coming into the nation. Let's uh, see if we can cue that back up here again. Here's that clip. I love you, Joe Biden. Thank you for everything, Joe Biden. I'm a good person. I want to be a good person here in the United States. I came here because I want quality life. You know, America is a, is a land of opportunity. From FoxNews.com, President uh, Putin of Russia arrived in the Middle East where he's meeting with the leaders of the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia to shore up support from the major oil producers. Putin has not visited the region since 2022, but is meeting now. And uh, he's due to uh, travel to Saudi Arabia for the first face-to-face meeting with the crown prince and uh, discussing oil production, OPEC+, and the war in the Gaza, and the war with Ukraine. From just the news, the House Judiciary Committee passed a bill to reform FISA. The uh, Protect Liberty and End Warrantless Surveillance Act would require federal law enforcement to obtain warrants under Section 702 of FISA. According to Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona, who sponsored the bill, This uh, authorizes the federal government to intercept electronic communications of non-U.S. persons outside the U.S., but the communications of Americans are often swept up when monitoring foreign persons are kept by the intelligence agencies and can later be accessed without a warrant. Uh, Troubling information there. Uh, Alex Newman writing, uh, saying that while praising the Biden administration for supposedly making progress bringing the U.S. into compliance with the U.N. agreements by promoting abortion and gun control and transgenderism, the U.N. human rights bureaucracy released a scathing report last month slamming American as a bastion of horrors. And the U.N.'s crosshairs, free speech rights, state-level restrictions on killing babies, state efforts to protect children from genital mutilation, and the use of the death penalty and murderers, all that and more came under attack by the U.N. human rights machinery as supposed human rights violations. The global organization even called for the United States to change its constitution to comply with U.N. schemes, Alex writes. One of the most troubling elements of the report from a constitutional perspective is that it ignored the fact that most of the legal areas in question are under state rather than federal jurisdiction. And yet throughout the report, the U.N. spoke as if the federal government can and must simply force states to obey. From Western Journal, former Speaker Kevin McCarthy is going to be retiring from Congress at the end of this year, he announced Wednesday morning. He said, no matter the odds or personal costs, we did the right thing, saying of his 17 years in Congress. He said he would transition to a role outside of government, that he would do so with no regrets. From the Daily Caller, Representative uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene introduced articles of impeachment uh, impeachment against President Joe Biden during a Thursday press conference, saying it is with the highest amount of solemnity that I announce my intention to introduce articles of impeachment today on the head of this America last executive branch that has been working since January 2020-21 to systematically destroy this country, the President of the United States, Joseph Robinette Biden, Green said. His policies, directives, and statements surrounding the southern border have violated our laws and destroyed our country. 
she said that uh, Biden has blatantly violated his constitutional duty and he is a direct threat to our national security. Uh, Green also introduced articles of impeachment against FBI Director Christopher Wray, uh, part of what uh, she is calling Impeachment Week. It's very interesting, as uh, James Comer uh, has laid out uh, some very important information pertaining to uh, Joe Biden. And uh, let me get this clip in here before the break. President Joe Biden claimed there was an absolute wall between his official government duties and his family's influence peddling schemes. This was a lie. President Joe Biden claimed his family didn't receive money from China. This was a lie. President Joe Biden claimed he never spoke to his son, Hunter Biden, about the Biden's family's shady business dealings. This was a lie. Now, Hunter Biden's legal team and the White House's media allies claim Hunter's corporate entities never made payments directly to Joe Biden. We can officially add this latest talking point to the list of lies. Today, the House Oversight Committee is releasing subpoenaed bank records that show Hunter Biden's business entity, Owasco PC, made direct monthly payments to Joe Biden. This wasn't a payment from Hunter Biden's personal account but an account for his corporation that received payments from China and other shady corners of the world. At this moment, Hunter Biden is under an investigation by the Department of Justice for using a Wasco PC for tax evasion and other serious crimes. And based on whistleblower testimony, we know the Justice Department made a concerted effort to prevent investigators from asking questions about Joe Biden. I wonder why. The more we learn, it appears the Justice Department was trying to cover up for the Bidens until brave IRS whistleblowers came forward and a federal judge rejected the sweetheart plea deal. Payments from Hunter's business entity to Joe Biden are now part of a pattern revealing Joe Biden knew about, participated in, and benefited from his family's influence peddling schemes. When Joe Biden was vice president, he spoke by phone, attended dinners, and had coffee with his son's foreign business associates. He allowed his son to catch a ride on Air Force Two at least a dozen times to sell the Biden brand around the world. Hunter Biden requested office keys to be made for his office mate, Joe Biden, in space he planned to share with a Chinese energy company. We've revealed how Joe Biden received checks from his family that were funded by the Biden's influence peddling schemes with China, no less. The House Oversight Committee continues to investigate Joe Biden's involvement in his family's domestic and international business schemes at a rapid pace. We will continue to uncover the facts and provide transparency about the findings of our investigation. President Biden and his family must be held accountable for this blatant corruption. The American people expect no less. That's a statement, video statement by Representative James Comer pertaining to the Bidens. And now House Speaker Mike Johnson announced Tuesday that a vote to authorize an inquiry into the impeachment of President Joe Biden will happen next week before the House breaks for the holidays, saying the House has no choice if it's going to follow its constitutional responsibility to formally adopt an impeachment inquiry on the floor so that when the subpoenas are challenged in court, it will be at the apex of our constitutional authority. This vote is not a vote to impeach President Biden. It's a vote to continue the inquiry of impeachment, and that's a necessary constitutional step. Back in a minute, you're listening to Crosstalk. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, author and seminar speaker with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, are we making any progress with a creationist view of the unborn? Yes, it seems we are, Chris, although there's positive and negative steps being taken. More and more people are being educated on the personhood of the unborn child and the need to protect it. Even efforts to clone humans are helping in the sense that there's much scientific evidence now for the unique personhood of the fertilized egg. Unfortunately, this doesn't always carry the day with legislatures and judges, for they often rule that such a person has no individual rights and can be aborted. We yearn for a day when even the courts go back to Genesis for their thinking. Thank you, Dr. John. For more information on the foundational principles set forth in Genesis, simply visit us on the web at www.icr.org. That's www.icr.org. This is Chris O'Brien. God bless.
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. It's the News Round Update today on the broadcast, and we thank you for tuning in. And uh, just continuing on here, a national review. The Biden's been on the news quite a bit this week. Uh, Department of Justice preventing two would-be whistleblowers from testifying in the Biden impeachment investigation. 78-page report issued by the House Judiciary Ways and Means and Oversight Committees accused the DOJ of stonewalling the congressional investigation into allegations that the Biden administration gave the president's son special treatment while investigating his failure to tax federal income taxes in 2017, and uh, that is to pay federal income taxes in 2017 and 18. And uh, uh, very interesting about uh, that uh, probe that continues on, but they're saying, uh, listen, uh, the uh, DOJ blocking some of the whistleblowers from testifying, also from just the news, without... uh, Uh, About, uh, let's see here, banks filed at least six reports concerning Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings that flagged President Joe Biden's home address in Delaware and raised concerns about a possible criminal activity involving money laundering or human trafficking, according to U.S. Senator, uh, uh, who investigated the first family's finances for years. Also from Breitbart, uh, Hunter has been uh, indicted on nine charges, including three felonies, for allegedly failing to file taxes, evading an assessment, and filing a fraudulent form. Well, also, uh, hearings taking place in Washington. FBI Director Christopher Wray was being grilled in the Senate Judiciary Committee on Tuesday, reports Red State, on a variety of topics in their oversight capacity. Senator Ted Cruz questioned Wray about the actions that he was taking at the FBI, noting that he was concerned about how the DOJ has become deeply politicized under the Attorney General Merrick Garland, and he felt the FBI had uh, become so as well. Uh, We find that Cruz brought up the issue of the investigation into Hunter and Joe Biden, said he felt the DOJ had tried to stop the investigation into Biden, saying nobody thinks you've opened an investigation because you're not willing to, Cruz said. Is the FBI, do they make a routine practice of allowing partisan political optics to prevent investigating serious evidence of corruption? My instructions to our people on this and on every other investigation are that we are to follow the facts wherever they lead, no matter who likes it, no matter what political influence may be out there. Then why did you get the GPS there. data on where Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were? Again, Senator, with respect, I can't discuss but, but it's an not ongoing with respect. investigation. And, and, and Director Ray, you and I have gone round and round on this, because I understand. Anytime you're asked about this, the answer is it's an ongoing investigation. Of course, the investigation isn't ongoing. You're not doing the work. You've got whistleblowers pointing out that you're not doing the work. And you are hiding behind the skirts of the attorney general. Senator Ted Cruz. Wow. From townhall.com, CNN's Jake Tapper questioned the stunning admission President Biden made to supporters Tuesday about why he is seeking a second term. During a private donor event in Boston, the president reportedly said if Trump wasn't running, I'm not sure I'd be running, but we cannot let him win for the sake of the country. Well, after those remarks made headlines, he was again asked about his intention in running for re-election when he returned to the White House. He said, I expect so, but look, he is running and I just have to run, Biden said, adding that he would not drop out even if Trump left the race. From the Washington stand, Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers Wednesday vetoed the Help Not Harm Act, a bill protecting minors from gender transition procedures. And uh, the Governor uh, Evers did veto that legislation. CBN News reports that the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth uh, Circuit heard oral arguments Wednesday in a case challenging a health and human services mandate that would force physicians to violate their sound medical judgment and or their religious beliefs. The HHS is acting on an executive order signed by President Biden in January of 2021 for his administration to redefine sex in federal law to include sexual orientation and gender identity. This radical interpretation would require physicians to prescribe or perform transgender interventions on patients, including children. Alliance Defending Freedom represents uh, over 3,000 doctors. It's a lawsuit, American College of Pediatricians versus Becerra. From LifeSiteNews.com, a very troubling story. Folks, you need to hear this. Jefferson County Public Schools, that's Jeffco Public Schools, forced a fifth grade girl. Now think of your fifth grader, 
a fifth grade girl to share a room with a gender confused male on an overnight trip to Washington, D.C., according to a letter from the Alliance Defending Freedom. The school district initially put the actual female student in the same bed with the male student without letting her or her parents know about the true sex of the roommate. Furthermore, the school district told the girl not to talk about the gender-confused male's actual sex and instead instructed her to keep quiet that the student was actually a boy. The parents of the gender-confused child wanted their son's actual sex to remain in stealth, stealth mode, according to Principal Ryan Lucas. ADF sent a legal demand letter to the district Monday demanding clarification on its policies and a promise that females will never be forced to share a room with males again. Forced to room with males again. This 11-year-old did not know. The parents did not know. Sent their daughter on a trip, a field trip to Washington, D.C. to discover that her roommate, that she was to sleep with in that room, a biological male. Also from LifeSiteNews.com, male athletes have once again sparked outrage for dominating a female competition. This time it was a championship cycling race that recently took place in Illinois. Sunday, December 3rd, two gender-confused males who were registered as women in the Illinois State Cyclocross Championship claimed the first and second places in the race. The event was a culmination of the Chicago Cyclocross Cup and took place at Montrose Beach. The two biological males topped the competition and Kristen Chalmers, an actual female, came in third place after the two men. The Daily Signal telling us a teenage boy who identifies as a girl heading to the Irish Dancing World Championship after placing first in the U-14 2023 Southern Region is a competition. Parents of girls competing in Irish dance are frustrated and outraged, saying they cannot understand why a boy with physical advantages is allowed to dance against their daughters. One mother whose daughter danced in the same competition as the trans-identifying boy in the Dallas, Texas event said, quote, I never thought I was going to have to deal with this, and my heart breaks for my daughter, and the other girls are having to deal with this. They are too young to have to deal with topics that they are going on in society that are adult topics that they don't quite comprehend yet. The Daily Caller, reporting that the president of the National Women's Law Center said on Tuesday during congressional testimony that women should learn to lose gracefully to transsexual competitions. Fatima Goss uh, Groves uh, spoke during the hearing on the importance of protecting female athletics in Title IX held by the House Oversight Committee's Subcommittee on Health, Care, and Financial Services, quote, Trans students participate in sports for the same reasons as other kids, she claimed, because it is fun, because it creates belonging, community, because it teaches so much about persistence, leadership, and discipline. And last, they learn to lose gracefully and often win with dignity. That's right, girls. Don't complain. Don't complain when a biological boy beats you in a girl's sport. Just lose gracefully. Isn't that sound advice? From WND.com, folks, be watching your mailbox. Beware if you get one of these American community surveys in from the Census Bureau. The U.S. Census Bureau is adding demands for every person in households to reveal their, quote, sex at birth and their current gender, as if that could be changed. And the additions have prompted a warning about the ongoing loss of privacy that Americans are sustaining. It's coming through the American Community Survey from the Census Bureau. From Todd Starnes, a, at, first glance, uh, at first glance, Disney's latest made-for-television Christmas movie sounded like it had returned to its family-friendly roots, he said. Just check out the description for The Naughty Nine on Disney+. Plus. Mischievous fifth grader Andy finds himself without a visitor presence from Santa on Christmas morning. Realizing he must have landed on the naughty list and feeling unfairly maligned, Andy pulls together a team of eight other naughty listers to help him execute an ex uh, elaborate heist at the North Pole to get the presents they feel they deserve. But, ladies and gentlemen, it turns out The Naughty Nine is indeed a naughty movie. Todd writes that the film features a family run by two homosexual fathers, along with a scene about two young boys debating over whether another young boy is a, quote, hottie. The King is Coming is reporting trans-identified influencer Dylan Mulvaney 
Recognized as Women of the Year by an LGBT magazine, Attitude magazine that identifies itself as a UK and Europe's best-selling LGBTQ magazine, unveiled Mulvaney as, as as Women of the Year in a post on X. Okay, here we have uh, Denver, WND.com, the Denver School District being sued for discrimination against conservative viewpoints by promoting LGBT flags in schools, but banning flags representing other ideas, such as a straight pride flag. Nathan Feldman, the father of two children attending classes in the district, accusing the school of violating the First and Fourteenth Amendment rights, seeking $3 million for the irreparable harm the discrimination has inflicted, according to a report from a CBS affiliate. Charges that his children attending the school are banned from exercising their freedom of speech. From WND.com, a school in Ludlow, Massachusetts, now facing a $10 million lawsuit, Brought on by a teacher who was fired for talking with parents about their child. Actions that school officials wildly claim was conduct unbecoming a teacher. What did this teacher do? Bonnie Manchester had a spotless record in 23 years as a teacher at Baird Middle School. She laid it all on the line when she saw what was now happening to vulnerable children, the organization reported. Bonnie Manchester is a Christian middle school teacher who was fired from her job in 2021. Her crime was informing a father and mother that school officials were referring to their daughter as a boy and keeping it secret from them. Friends, do you see that? That's from WND.com. You see the agenda that's going on? A teacher let go because she informed the parents of a child that the school was referring to their daughter as a boy. And we see that now that's uh, taking place in Massachusetts and Colorado. They're putting 11-year-old biological boys and biological girls together in the same room for sleeping purposes. From WND.com, an election result in Louisiana has been overturned by a judge because of the issue of election fraud. Hmm. A report from KTBS reveals that the ad hoc judge, Joe Blake, has issued a ruling saying it was proven beyond a doubt there were at least 11 illegal votes cast and counted in a Caddo Parish Sheriff's election. It's legally impossible to know what the true vote should be, have been. Uh, He voided the November 18th count. The dispute includes a lawsuit by a candidate, John Nicholson, against the candidate, Henry Whitehorn, and the election officials with his claim about the count that gave Whitehorn a one-vote victory. And they found 11 illegal votes. Issues include double voting, felons voting, irregular absentee and mail-in ballots, common issues in election disputes all across the country. So a new runoff election has been ordered between Whitehorn, a Democrat, and Nicholson, a Republican. More than 43,000 votes had been cast in that race. Just the News is reporting at least four elections. At least four elections in the United States have been overturned by courts this year after voting irregularities and fraud were discovered, prompting new balloting in most of these races. Oh, friends, this is why there are many that are asking for people to come alongside to be election observers or to be working at the polls uh, for your your local community or your county. Uh, whoever sets up the, uh, it's usually the county offices that are setting up uh, those who are election workers. And uh, maybe it's something that you would be engaged in uh, as an observer or election worker. We'll be back in one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. High in the Swiss Alps, Lucian, a lonely, frightened 13-year-old, is overtaken by catastrophic events as he causes little Danny to fall off of a cliff. Lucian finds himself an outcast with his family, his school friends, and especially the very hostile Annette, the sister of Danny. Danny, I've told you not to talk to Lucian. He'll only hurt you again. Bitterness and anger set in. As Lucian finds solitude in the nearby woods, he comes across a woodcarver who helps him find the peace he was looking for that not only changes his life, but that of others as well. You may be able to run away from the village, but you can't run away from yourself. Treasures of the Snow quickly captures the heart. It's a story of friendship, forgiveness, and redemption. 
Treasures of the Snow is available on DVD for a donation of $16 or more by calling VCY America at 1-800-729-9829. That's 1-800-729-9829. It's a news roundup day here on Crosstalk. We thank you for tuning in today and all this week. Looking forward to several programs next week here on air, uh, including having uh, Sharam Hadian joining us uh, again here on the broadcast. Lord willing, he'll be joining us Monday. Uh, Alex Newman, live from uh, the United Arab Emirates from Dubai, COP28, scheduled to be with us on Tuesday of this coming week. Well, friends, looking at the Western Journal, we were just talking about some voting-related issues. It's not just here matters are going on, but the Philippine Commission on Elections has now banned Smartmatic Philippines Incorporated from the nation's elections, ending 13 years of the company being the main provider of election technology to the nation. The decision revolved around allegations of bribery that claimed Commission Chairman Andreas Batista was paid off to ensure that Smartmatic won the contract for the 2016 elections. That's according to the Philippine edition of CNN. Uh, he has denied those allegations. But uh, very interesting there that the U.S. not the only place uh, with uh, election integrity-related issues. From the Washington Examiner, the fourth Republican National Committee primary debate featured several candidate quarrels and new lines of attack as the clock ticks down toward the first nominating contest of 2024 in Iowa. That's January the 15th. The five, uh, some of the takeaways include the, uh, well, it seemed that many were out for Nikki Haley that evening. And uh, let's uh, first of all hear a clip from, uh, with Ron DeSantis. Parent, you do not have the right to abuse your kids. This is cutting off their genitals. This is mutilating these minors. These are irreversible procedures. Uh, And this is something that other countries in Europe, like Sweden, once they started doing it, they saw it did incalculable damage. They've shut it down. I signed legislation in Florida banning the mutilation of minors because it is wrong. We cannot allow this to happen in this country. And and I know Chris disagrees with me, and I think he has an honest position. Uh, Nikki disagrees with me. She opposes the bill that we did to ban that. She said law shouldn't get involved with it. You said the law shouldn't get involved with it. She also, though, I think, and this is flows from what she did as governor of South Carolina, you know, they had a bill to try to say that men shouldn't go into girls' bathrooms. And she killed that bill, and she bragged that she killed that bill. Even to this day, she bragged that. I don't think men should be going into little girls' bathrooms. I think it's wrong, and I think we have every right to protect them from that. Well, that's Ron DeSantis, Sarah. There was also a question to uh, candidate Ramaswamy with Nikki Haley responding, and let's just hear that clip as well. Mr. Ramaswamy, for months you campaigned as a unifier. Then you stood up at the first debate and attacked all of your competitors as bought and paid for. The second debate, you changed your tune, saying, these are good people on this stage, admitting you can come across as a bit of a know-it-all, and rejecting the practice of personal insults. By debate number three, you called Nikki Haley corrupt, accused Ron DeSantis of wearing high heels, and told Ambassador Haley she should keep a closer eye on her daughter. Can you see how this has led some to conclude you are not, in fact, a unifier, and to question your authenticity? Megan, I think there's a time and place for everything. We need somebody in the White House who absolutely is going to be a fighter when it counts. And I did say that there were some good people on that stage in that third debate. Doug Burgum was on that stage at that time, and I'll I'll say that jokingly. Ron DeSantis is a good person, too. I want to go back, though, to Nikki Haley's comment from earlier that she is somehow not responding to the will of these donors. Nikki, you were bankrupt when you left the U.N. After you left the U.N., you became a military contractor. You actually started joining service on the board of Boeing, whose back you scratched for a very long time, and then gave foreign multinational speeches like Hillary Clinton is, and now you're a multimillionaire. That math does not add up. It adds up to the fact that you are corrupt. And when I said they were bought and paid for, I meant the Republican establishment, not the Democratic establishment. Now you have Reid Hoffman, the person who's effectively George Soros Jr., funding lawsuits across this country against Donald Trump to keep him off the ballot, funding left-wing causes. We discovered this week that he is one of Nikki Haley's largest supporters. 
Larry Fink, the king of the woke industrial complex, the ESG movement, the CEO of BlackRock, the most powerful company in the world, now supporting Nikki Haley. And to say that doesn't affect her is false because it's after that meeting later that day that she says that every American needs to be doxxed by having their ID, their government-issued ID, tied to what they say on the Internet. So I think that this is far more corrupt than I even imagined when I entered politics. But I will say this. It is going to take a leader from the outside, with fresh legs, from the next generation to unite this country. Not the broken politicians who are puppets of the puppet masters, but the actual people in this country. Thomas Jefferson was 33 when he wrote the Declaration of Independence. I think it's going to take somebody whose best days in life are still ahead to see a country whose best days are ahead of itself. And I think I can reach that next generation better than anybody else in this race. Thank you. Response. Megan. First of all, we weren't bankrupt when I left the UN. We're people of service. My husband is in the military, and I served our country as UN ambassador and governor. It may be bankrupt to him, but it certainly wasn't bankrupt to us. Secondly, I did serve on the board of Boeing. I did a lot of work with Boeing when I was governor. They were a great partner to me. I served for 10 months. And then when they decided after COVID that they wanted to go for a corporate bailout, I've never supported corporate bailout, so I respectfully stepped back and got off the board. I love Boeing. They build good commercial airplanes. They build airplanes for our Air Force. I am proud of them. They employ a lot of people in South Carolina. But that's why I left the Boeing board. There's nothing to what he's saying. And in terms of these donors that I'm are supporting me, they're just yeah. jealous. They wish that they were supporting them. But I'm not going to sit there and do that. Okay, so that's some of the fireworks from the debate that took place. But again, a reminder, uh, coming up just a little over a month from right now is when the nominating contest begins. Uh, Iowa is uh, January the 15th. Let me remind you of what it says in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Friends, you're listening to a News Roundup Day on Crosstalk. Uh, Let's look here at foxnews.com. The uh, Democrat Massachusetts Representative uh, Presley, a far-left squad member, calling for the allowing of incarcerated citizens to vote in federal elections while referencing her support for permitting individuals as young as 16 years of age to cast a ballot. She made the comments Wednesday during a press conference uh, right alongside uh, Vermont Senator Peter Welch about restoring felons voting rights. Uh, From Fox News as well, six months after launching a dark horse bid for the 2024 presidential campaign, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum uh, suspended that White House bid. Uh, Breitbart reporting that uh, former Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming said Monday she's exploring a third-party 2024 presidential bid after dramatically losing Wyoming's congressional seat in 2022. Daily Caller telling us that California Democratic Representative Adam Schiff officially now has filled the necessary paperwork Monday uh, to run for the late Senator Dianne Feinstein's open Senate seat. Okay, let's see. Another topic here. Washington Free Beacon reporting a new collective bargaining agreement between Portland Public Schools and its unionized teachers requires school officials to consider a disruptive student's race, gender identity, and sexual orientation when crafting that student's disciplinary plan. When a student exhibits continuous disruptive behavior, the agreement says school officials must develop a support plan for the student that can include disciplinary uh, disciplinary actions or measures such as detention. But that plan must take into consideration the impact of issues related to the student's trauma, race, gender identity, gender presentation, sexual orientation, and restorative justice as appropriate for the students, according to the agreement. The new disciplinary policy also eliminates mandatory suspensions for students who threaten threaten or harm others. Now those students may only be removed from their classroom, not from the school altogether. One American News Network reporting the Justice Department announced that a former American diplomat who worked as a U.S. ambassador to Bolivia and Argentina been accused of secretly working as a spy for Cuba's intelligence services since 1981. This is former career U.S. diplomat Victor Manuel Rocha. Or Rocha. After he made a brief appearance in court Monday, he was placed under arrest. A warning, parents. 
A warning here regarding toys. USA Today tells us about toys that spy on children are a growing threat. That's according to the U.S. Public Interest Research Group, which published a report Thursday covering the uh, dangers, and I believe that's a week ago yesterday, covering the dangers of certain products as well as purchases of recalled toys. Smart toys specifically are causing concern. The industry is not slowing down. The global market for smart toys grew $16.7 million this year. With the incredible growth of artificial intelligence has come unexplored threats as researchers continue to gather information uh, and, uh, you know, gather knowledge about the potential of these toys. Uh, AI-enabled toys with a camera or microphone may be able to assess a child's reaction using facial expressions or voice inflection, allowing the toy to try and form a relationship with the child. AI-enabled toys may gather and share information that could risk a child's safety. Smart toys can collect, store, and use a lot of data about children. Platforms may include inappropriate content for download. Smart toys may also hinder the development of young children. uh, A note here, just uh, parents, beware. From WND.com, in a Tuesday news release, the World Health Organization called for a huge global tax increases on alcohol and sugary drinks, suggesting that increasing the price of those beverages by a whopping 50% could create healthier societies. Citing a 2017 study, WHO claimed that its recommended tax increases would help avert over 21 million deaths over 50 years and, now here's the part that I really think they're interested in, and generate nearly $17 trillion dollars in additional revenues. The Center Square telling us that uh, abortion could be appearing on the ballot in some 24 states. Some 24 states potential. They're working. Many are behind the scenes right now. Already it's confirmed to be on ballots in Maryland and New York, but states with potential abortion-related ballot measures, folks beware, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Florida, Iowa, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and also in South Dakota. We were just talking about uh, some of these uh, smart toys. Do you know that uh, there's a, in the state of California, and I'm looking at an article here from the Daily Mail, California retailers that refuse to have a gender-neutral section for children will be fined up to $500 under Gavin, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom's new bill. They signed the legislation in 2021. The legislation that is enacted now on January 1st of 2024, and if retail department stores choose not to comply, will have to dish out penalties. Department stores that are subject to the new laws will have to have a total of 500 or more employees be physically located in the state of California and sell child care items or toys. Now, they can have a boys section, a girls section, but you must have a gender-neutral section for toys. Gender-neutral section. And by the way, the newly appointed school board president in Pennsylvania's third largest school district sworn in this week. Now, a lot of people use the Bible, but this coming from LGBTQ Nation, instead of being sworn on a Bible, this school board seat member uh, was sworn in on a stack of frequently banned books. Incumbent Karen Smith, one of the Democrats who defeated Republican candidates endorsed by national anti-LGBTQ group Moms for Liberty, uh, flipped the board from 63 Republican to 63 Democrat and uh, took her oath of office on a stack of uh, six books, four of the books centered on LGBTQ plus characters and themes. Friends, wow, we've only got a segment left. Let's open our phone lines. Our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. To comment on these or other current event news, 800-733-9829. We'll be right back. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. I'm not sure I ever thought I would see the day. But in late November 2023, the former director of the National Security Agency, and he was also the director of the CIA at one time, General Michael Hayden retweeted a tweet. And the picture was of a lady, probably in her 60s, holding a Bible, and then her handgun, and the American flag, stating, I am committed to the Bible, a biblical worldview. I believe in the Second Amendment, which comes from a biblical worldview, the right to defend oneself. And she had the flag. I'm patriotic. 
I believe in honoring those who have sacrificed for liberty and freedom. Well, the former NSA CIA director retweeted that and said when asked with a picture next to a terrorist, what's the difference? He said, no difference at all. That's how they view us Christians. Here's your roundup day here on Crosstalk Today and taking your calls at 800-733-9829. We begin with Chris in Hancock, Michigan. Chris, you're on the air. Hi, thank you for your program. I've been listening a long time. With all the stories, I love your Friday roundup. Great, with thanks. all the stories, it's a reminder that Satan is the author of chaos. Yeah. And when you listen to one story after another, it is so chaotic. Um, and it's a good, you know, it's Christmas time, so it's a good time to remember Jesus and and why he was born, and why he died for us. Um, and thanks again for all you do. Thank you for the call here today. Yeah. In, indeed, uh, we remember the reason for the season, and uh, the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Uh, Laura is calling from South Dakota. You're on the air. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Again, bless you, brother, for everything you're uh, contending for the faith, you know, the way it says to do. Uh, what was that last? article i mean things go so fast on your friday news roundup i mean i'm just an old widow and i'm trying to uh what'd you say about south dakota and and was it toys well no and it's the toys, it was the last yeah the toys everywhere i mean is going on but uh we had uh, the uh, issue of the gender neutral toy section that must be in the state of california uh if they have certain number of employees within the state of california but you said something about South Dakota is even going along with that. No, that, did you not? No, I did not. It was about the abortion issue. That is a potential for South Dakota to have on its ballot to uh, put abortions through. Oh, all right. Well, God bless you for all you do, man. Keep looking up. Like Jimmy DeYoung used to say, the rapture could happen at any time. Thank Keep you. looking up. Thank you for the call. Our number to cross talk, 800-733-9829. John is calling from Westchester, Pennsylvania. You're on the air. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, I really enjoy your show very much. Uh, I just wanted to mention the fact that I've listened to KYW, of course, and all these other mainstream news channels, and uh, you guys play some really great clips. Uh, one thing that I think would be major a major change for this country would be if people would consider Bobby Kennedy Jr. and vote him into office. Uh, and God bless him for all that he's done f- for this country. Um, and the last one of the last things you mentioned is um, was something about swearing on the Bible uh, when people well, these other dopes were swearing on a stack of uh, banned books or whatever. I get the point, but it is in the Bible uh, a few times at least, and Jesus himself says that you take no oath. You don't swear on anything on earth, in heaven, or under the earth, because you can't—I think the way Christ mentions it is uh, you cannot turn one hair white or black. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do—I've been reading the Bible since I was 15, and I, I try to stay in the Word very much— but that's one of the a very important thing to me because it, it almost it almost strikes that just the judicial system in this country is just on the wrong track to begin with. If people are going to go in and swear on the Bible, liars go in there, murderers, and they put their hand on the Bible and they swear on it. And in God's eyes, this this means nothing. Well, thank he, he judges the intent of our heart. Correct. Yeah. Uh, thank you for and, uh, your, thank you for your call here today. And indeed, it is our heart. And and uh, by placing one's hand on the Bible, it is recognizing the authority of Scripture that one is going to tell the truth. Uh, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth, we're told in John chapter 17. Uh, we're also told that when thou vowest a vow, defer not to pay it. Okay, when you make that, that, that vow, you defer not to pay it. So in taking that oath, and, and ha- you're, you're saying this is going to be truthful based upon the truth we find uh, you know, on script. I'm backing this up by, by Scripture itself. So you're right, there are those who, who wrongly do this, uh, but it is uh, cer- certainly the symbol that we're going to stand by truth in that testimony. And uh, I guess when one is uh, swearing on the Quran or one is sta- uh, swearing on pornographic books, 
that lets us know their worldview as well. Thank you for your call. Julie is next in Pensacola, Florida. Julie, you're on the air. Uh, yes, I have a question about a, uh, a uh, comment that was, or the, the show that you had on a while back ago about the World Forum, and I wasn't sure, I wasn't clear, and I'm asking if you can talk, tell me if Charles Schwab, the one that owns the um, stock portfolio, the platform, is he, is that company the one that's involved with the World Forum? Do you know, and was it talked about that name? But and yeah, then the other thing, yeah, the yeah, other comment I wanted to make was about Kennedy. He supports abortion, so I wouldn't be voting for him. Yeah, Charles Schwab certainly is linked to, together with the World Economic Forum. I don't know all the financial dealings. My my frequent guest, Alex Newman, would be a, a great guy uh, to ask that particular question. Because I closed out my account with Charles Schwab because I, I you know, I don't want my money. I, I'm sorry, I, 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 I misspoke. Not Charles Schwab, Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And I'm glad we clarified that is Klaus Schwab, who is with the World Economic Forum. And uh, yeah, very troubling. And uh, even as we see what's happening right now at the uh, uh, this uh, COP28 conference in Dubai, it is just outrageous. I mean, this (laughs) talking about all the pollution coming into Dubai through all these uh, private jets that are flying in and and uh, it's been the most uh, polluted, uh, polluted global climate conference ever, as some of the media has reported in that regard. Uh, let me just also just mention, uh, truly, we've got activist judges, and uh, that happened just in the state of Wisconsin this week as well. As LifeNews.com reports, a Wisconsin judge has just issued a ruling claiming the abortion ban that our state adopted back in 1849 is not actually an abortion ban and babies can legally be killed in abortions in this Badger state. The Roe v. Wade abortion ban went into effect in June after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in Dobbs v. Jackson. Uh, that's the pre, I should say, the pre-Roe v. Wade abortion ban. And now Judge Diane Schlipper uh, did not issue a permanent injunction and uh, re- barring enforcement of the abortion ban because the local district attorneys who were named in the lawsuit indicated they would not uphold the law and protect babies from abortion. So we now have abortions that are taking place in Milwaukee and Madison, we understand, soon in Sheboygan, Wisconsin as well. Friends, our time is gone, but uh, yes, as we said, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceived and being deceived. But friends, don't go down that road. Continue thou in the things that thou hast learned and been assured of. That's the truth we find in the scriptures. Hold fast to that truth and uh, model the truth as well. Our time has gone here today and all this week here for Crosstalk. We thank you for joining us. A reminder that is the Lord's Day is just uh, coming around the corner here. And I trust that you'll be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church. God bless you. Thanks for listening. listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.